Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Jessica Hazeman podcast. I am sitting down with my husband, Alexander, and we are going to kind of do another little episode about sex, but we're going to focus it on postpartum sex because that's where we're at right now. Um, Is there prepartum? Prepartum, yeah, but pre-baby. Okay, I didn't know if that's right. (laughs) Pre-baby sex is much different than postpartum sex. Um, That being said, if you haven't listened to the first episode um, about sex, it was a really um, fun episode to record. We definitely opened up a lot about um, just our sexual desires and our libido and how we just have different wants, how we communicate and all of that good stuff. So definitely check out that episode if you haven't. Um, But again, today we're going to focus on postpartum. So we'll start like right immediately postpartum. I get the question a lot, like, you know, that first time we waited the six weeks. Um, Jessica waited. I was. (laughs) You were forced to wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was fine with it that like I was there during the pregnancy. So like I saw everything. I love when you interchange labor, birth and pregnancy. You just get them all jumbled up like that. A lot going (laughs) on. there during the birth. Yes. Also so there during the conception. Um, <laughs> and the pregnancy. <laughs> and the pregnancy. Um, but I, I saw everything that went on. I saw you waddle to the bathroom the first day and the second day while in the hospital. Postpartum, The yeah. bleeding and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, let's give him some time. Was um, I waddling because I just gave birth or because I was lightheaded? <laughs> all, I think all the above. Both. N- not great blood flow. There was a stitch put in. Um, so stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like no pressure. I'm a fairly horny, horny person. I would say more than average. Um, but I was like, all right, we can do this. Um, but you saw like the six week mark as like the finish line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I saw that as like, okay, at six weeks, like, yeah, it's still not going to happen. Well, but like we talked to some people and they're like, oh, that doesn't really matter. And then like some people are like, oh yeah, we were going at it like three days afterwards. And I was just like, mm, okay. So it's just <laughs> off personal preference. <laughs> I think I, you say that as a joke, but it really is personal preference because everybody recovers at their, you're hitting yeah, my microphone. I, I was once. <laughs> everybody re- recovers at their own pace, right? Like it depends on the birth itself, your recovery, your body, um, and your comfort, you know, it, your sex, sex life before you have kids as well. But, um, we, when I want to kind of mention, because when I went to the six week postpartum, like checkup, I was expecting like the doctor to be like, okay, um, you're free to have sex. Like you, you look good. Everything's good to go. And I left and she never said anything about having sex. I, I don't remember if this was the one, cause I still went with you to most of them. Yeah. I definitely remember you missing this one. You couldn't come and Adeline couldn't come into right. the postpartum. But I remember out. another one that I did go to and she she's like, hey, are you guys having sex? Like, are you working on birth control? So on and so forth. Like, there was just that. Yeah, yeah the three month, I think, or whatever, like the 12 week one. I don't know. But this the six week one was definitely like I was expecting like a like secure, good answer. Like I checked you and you like, are take good. a look down there. Yeah. But she also didn't check me because she was she didn't even look. What um, did she do? 
asked me if I was going to go on birth control <laughs> and pressured me to get on birth control. Um, I still remember that because Adeline pooped. I was furious. I was like, no, you change it. And you said, I'll be back in time before you finish changing it. You, It was quick. It was a very quick visit. It was very quick. But yeah, so I didn't get that from the um, midwife. I was kind of really expecting it, but I didn't. And that just goes to show you that it is like, you know, your body, um, you know, what feels good and what feels right. And, um, you, you'll, you'll have more of an idea of when you're ready. And even when you're ready, it's like a totally new experience. I remember like the first time that we did it, I was like, okay, we are taking this so slow. It was so unromantic. Like we were like, breathe I was literally breathing to make sure like I could open up and like relax because it was the first time well and the, after a traumatic event down there <laughs> the um pelvic floor therapist is like here yeah. use this gallon jug of lube wasn't a gallon jug <laughs> it was a pretty big jug. Yeah. not jug a jug is a dispenser of lube though we used a lot and well and and like we there was stretching and things of that nature that she went through with you. She did massages and stuff like that. So yeah. I feel like you were given like a lot of support in that area. And but when through it came, the pelvic floor therapist yeah. that I hired, um, she came to the house yep. right at the six week. Like mm-hmm. I went to the doctor, um, furious. <laughs> furious about that visit and then <laughs> met with my um, pelvic floor therapist and she did an exam and was like, everything's healing really well. Um, she was like, it's basically just your comfort. So like, make sure you use an insane amount of lube and like, don't do anything that hurts because it's going to. Um, I th- and I think shortly thereafter we did and there was like you were drying up after the the first time you would climb it climax i don't know which words we can i use. would say even like the if after like four minutes i was like okay let's reapply lube like i was right. we were doing it as much as possible because i didn't want it to be uncomfortable right. but, at all but then like so it was still semi i would say semi enjoyable for you not super painful but after the first time you climax then it became painful oh yeah that was something that was new yeah um yeah, it was definitely like figuring out that experience. And I did luckily have like the pelvic floor therapist that I could be open with. And I could be really, really open and honest with you. So like as right. soon as I was like, nope, it doesn't feel good. Like you were like, okay. And just we would stop like, yeah. or we would switch or do whatever to make it feel like, I'm not saying like the first few times it didn't feel like incredible like right. it wasn't like top 10 like no. sex <laughs> top top 10 on our list of sex but it was like okay like this is a little bit enjoyable we're getting there um mm-hmm. and it took some time it also like not just physically but mentally was really difficult because it Which had I been a long I, time and i didn't understand that i that's because you're like my wife's hot <laughs> Like that's all you think about, and here I am with like this full new body. Well, and you didn't and, you didn't want milk spraying everywhere. Oh my god, I wouldn't take my bra off because I didn't want milk, and I didn't want you to touch my boobs. I still don't. What are we? Uh, seven and a half months. Really? If you touch my nipples, oh my well, boobs. Yeah. I've I've uh, yeah. let him touch my boobs now, but no nipples. Yes. Like. And I'm almost eight months postpartum, and it's yeah. still like these are giving sort like this is my baby's 
life source. Yeah. I'm breast. I'm exclusively breastfeeding. I'm breastfeeding all day long, all night long. I there's nothing that's going to arouse me about touching the breast. Well, and you just told me at like six months in, there's like a term for it. Touch. Oh, being touched out. Yeah. Um, that and just in general, like it doesn't have to even just be your boobs, but oh. the term is like you're being, you're caring for another human. They're constantly needing you to breastfeed, to like be soothed. I'm caring, like I'm touched, like they're literally on me all day. And that's something that lasts for years, right? Like you got little toddlers hanging on you. So the fact that like you want to come and like cuddle, you know, it's very right. normal for a woman to be like, ah, no, I yeah. want to sit on the lazy boy across the room and not be touched because I've been being, I've been, people have needed me all day. Yeah. I don't want to be needed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I guess that like, I wanted to talk about like the first time that six week mark. Um, and we kind of did, but like, and then it was a really slow progression from there. We, um, you know, not only had to navigate like figuring out how to how it would feel good and like doing the lube and all of that stuff but then it was like the combination of feeling touched out and not wanting my boobs touched and breastfeeding in in itself suppresses your uh, your libido it's a natural human response for my body to know i'm giving life I'm feeding another child right now. We don't want another one. So that libido goes down while I'm breastfeeding and then just trying to like figure that all out. You know, you have your postpartum body and I'm like, how the hell do I get in the mood? Like, And and also how much free time would you say you have in a day? None. (laughs) So I might. Well, free time is like as a mom, it's just like so you get so different. So uh, from my perspective, Jessica gets to pick her schedule, but her schedule is she's either posting, doing a blog post, making content, feeding Adeline, putting Adeline to bed, asking me where's the food, um, (laughs) (laughs) cleaning up, and then perhaps it's eight o'clock at night and Adeline actually went down for a good nap. Oh yeah. And then it's like, I still finish up some stuff. Right. And then I might want to play like a a game on my phone. Or Netflix. And you look at me and the, and you know, as soon as you look at me, Oh my God. (laughs) As soon as I walk out of the nursery, like I'm still bouncing and he's just like, "Mm," giving me like googly eyes. You are hot. I'm I'm just going to say it. (laughs) It's like it's tough not to be aroused around you. Yeah, just saying. But I'm glad. But also, like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the sex. When was our sex talk? Was it before Adeline? Our sex talk, like, with each other. What are you talking about on the the podcast? podcast. No, it was a a couple months postpartum okay so like then we were like hey we need to work on having sex more and more and more and i think we've had it less but there's less of a burden on it right now and that's made it a lot more enjoyable because beforehand you were trying to force yourself into it you wouldn't get as aroused there was barely any foreplay and there's a lot of lube oh man that's yeah keep going i'll talk about that (laughs) and but now we seem to have a little bit more time. Adeline's going to be asleep for 45 minutes. And so I try to increase the foreplay and stuff along those lines. And 
there's been a couple of times where we haven't had to use lube because we had time to, to get things yeah. going. And that's super enjoyable. Yeah. Usually right towards the end, Adeline wakes up. But- I was going to say, this is the, this is one of the things that like is also like so hard as a new parent. And I can't even imagine with like multiple kids. I'm out. <laughs> trying to plan it because there's times where like she goes down to sleep and we were like, okay, let's go right away. And she still will wake up for no reason whatsoever. And it is not like you are totally fine. You're like just waiting in bed. Like she's going to come back. And I'm like, okay, I had to go in, you know, <laughs> breastfeed her. And now I'm just like absolutely not. Like this is not about to happen. Right. Because I just went from not really being in the mood, but like, you know, we're going to have like, sex. We'll do And this. then kind of get in the mood. And then I'm like enjoying it. And then it's like, and then I'm like, okay, completely out of the mood. Yeah. And it's just too much to go back and forth. Like my brain doesn't work like that. I'm not like it's so you have hard other things on your mind right it's so hard to get into the mood for me as it is with all of all of this other stuff going on in my life just thinking of all of the things that i have to do and the time that i don't have and um yeah it's difficult so what would you say from the last time i had the podcast to now like how is the sex you know one thing that i don't know where i saw it probably tiktok because that's where we find information in the year 2022 but um i saw somebody talking about um the difference maybe it was instagram the difference between like being a really there's two there's different ways to be in the mood and to get aroused and whatnot and there's people who you know, can do it by thinking or like reading or, you know, seeing somebody attractive and that's enough to arouse them. Yes. <laughs> or just <laughs> being alive. <laughs> and then <laughs> he raises his hand. A swift breeze. <laughs> and then there's people who have to kind of be in it. You kind of have to get started. And I was like, holy, totally mushrooms. I don't never know. heard you say that before. <laughs> there, that's me. Like once, I, it's almost always like, okay, like you know, I want you to be happy, and that's a terrible reason to have sexual intercourse with somebody. But that's usually why it starts. And then I'm like, oh shit, I like this. <laughs> right. It's it's uh, there's never but that connection that like yeah that connection where i'm like okay i want to have sex because i know i'm gonna enjoy it those that thought process does not go through my head it's almost always like okay we're gonna have sex because he wants it right now and then like like three minutes into it i'm like oh this is great (laughs) i remember this and i really like this (laughs) so i when i when i stumbled across that post it did stick with me and then now i like i really do try to just give it a chance but then and not give sex a chance but like okay i'm gonna like when he comes my husband is very affectionate so when you come up and kiss me or wrap your arms around me like just not push you away like give you a little fighting chance and if i'm like oh this is not like because the the term touched out that we talked about earlier like sometimes when you touch me like it hurts like it's like when you rub someone's skin raw you're just like don't touch me like i cannot handle this um and when i like can switch my mind a little bit to be a little bit more receptive to your love and your touch then i have more of a chance of being in the mood and i like i can only do so much like obviously there's a lot chemically happening there's a lot in my body happening mentally but um i'm working on just being a little bit more open to the idea of like i might not be in the mood in this second but give it a couple of minutes um give him some time give him a chance to get me there yeah and i think that's been helpful like yesterday 
you were like, we're, we're just going to go for it, Jess. We're just going to go for it. And I was like, okay, we just put Adeline down. This could work. I could get in the mood. And it worked. Yeah. It, no, it was definitely great. was a good, good situation. <laughs> As a good situation, that was in the top list of. <laughs> so oh, for you, well, just one out of 10, where would you say your sex life is at the moment? What's funny is like, I don't know the answer to that question because it's like, what is a good sex life? Like you enjoy it a hundred percent when we have sex, like we have good, like good communication. I'm enjoying it. You're enjoying it. We, we are just talking like we've been together for seven years. Like we've enjoyed, like I enjoy intercourse, but that being said, we're not having sex a lot. Right. So like that lowers the number on the scale, I guess, but maybe not. Like right. I also like don't need to have sex every day to yeah. think well, that we have a good sex life. And then like also there's the, I'm not asking you your number. Jeez. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to like that answer. No, 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 I, <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> I like it, but so it's a two. like my main thing is if we had the time, I feel like we would be doing it a lot more. I don't, for me, sex daily was something we did for a very long time and to me it was like uh oh if we're not having sex that means there's something wrong in the relationship mm -hmm. so on and so forth but now it's like it's it's obvious that there's time and there's a lot of other things going on and i used to be very hung up on having sex every day because that was more like the test to see how things were going yeah um but i think things are going great yeah. And I also, not that I think like sex every day is like the end all be all, but I do feel like when we are having sex more often, like we are more on the same wavelength and the, there's less frustration between us and we just connect better. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it is really important and we definitely like, like you said, it's really hard. There's a million things going on, but like, I like that we're working towards prioritizing that because it is. It's really important and it's a way to connect on like so much of a deeper level than just texting you saying when's pizza going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think that, that yeah, sums I think up we should probably postpartum. cut this short. <laughs> oh God, I told you. I must have laughed too hard and you got a little breeze over there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man. Awesome. Well, if you... Uh, liked this episode if you've related to it let me know um give me a message on instagram i love to hear your feedback and to know that we're not alone in this you know relationship turmoil what um aggressive <laughs> I couldn't think of a word that i was using anyways um we'll see you guys next week bye